Just a reminder, our podcast deals with crimes that are often violent and graphic in nature, so listener discretion is advised. So when in doubt, leave the kids out. Now, please let us take you back in time. Hello, old-time crime gals and friends, because it's not just ladies listen to us. Yes. Welcome back for another week. It's been a while. Sorry. Life has been crazy. Um, things happen, but we are ready to settle down and get back into somewhat normalcy. We want a boring everywhere. life for the next few weeks, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I won't sleep. I That's want what boring. I want. I want sleep too. <laughs> Today was a good day to sleep, but we couldn't. So. so here we are. So we've done like the murders and the, the whodunits and kidnapping and all that stuff, but I wanted to do something that's. It's a little like, hmm, make you scratch your head kind of okay. unsolved mystery for I real. I like doing that. This one inspiration comes from an actual unsolved mysteries episode, the new version on Netflix that came out in 2020, you know, when the world went berserk. Um, Wait, are we like repeating that? It seems like no, the world's going no, to no, Well, the world's all, the world has been going berserk yeah. for a while. I think we're just on a downward spiral. Yes. Lord help us. But, yes. um, ironically, the TV show Unsolved Mysteries used to scare the bejesus out of me. Ah. <laughs> you wouldn't think so, but my brother would watch it and it would terrify me. What did the guy's voice or something? Yes. Okay. I don't even know what his name is. Oh, it's just, it was creepy. It was so creepy. Like, I get tears thinking about it. Yeah. Like, I still remember episodes in my head that, anyway. I don't think I saw them. I don't know when I was growing up. I just didn't like horror movies, but I like mystery. Yeah. So, that was the guy's voice, probably. I think it was. Um, and you it's can find like music. Them. Music really scares me. Like you music? can, I can music to movies. I like if theme fixing, songs or, or like sus- suspense. Yeah, like if it's a suspenseful movie and it's dun dun, you know, Jaws. like not the Jaws. I was only thinking <laughs> that could come out of my mouth, but you know, I, if I mute it, then it's like I can handle anything scary. But that music just oh. gets that emotion going. So that's kind of the voice for you. Gotcha. And we're in a different area, so if you hear a dog barking, just, I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, but we want to talk about Ray Rivera. So if you don't know who that is, you can look up the Unsolved Mysteries episode. But we're going to do it in two parts. Okay. One, because it really is a mystery. I don't know how it happened, why it happened, what happened. There's lots of theories. Okay. And there's lots of clues that support those theories. Are we going to talk about those theories? In part two, yes. Okay, cool. But, so Ray Rivera... He's from, um, his family's from Puerto Rico. Oh, okay. And he was, at the time, newly married to the love of his life, Allison. Her name's Allison Jones. So, they actually got married in Puerto Rico, right on the water. Oh. Beautiful. Um, they're from California. Both of them? They, don't know if they're from, but they met and lived in California. Okay. Um, he was actually an assistant coach of, like, a water polo team. So, he's this built, he's like, six foot five, 260. Oh, wow. Like, really fit guy. And so, they actually move to Baltimore, Maryland. They relocate. And he wanted to work with his friend, Porter Stansberry. They've been friends since, like, teenagers. So, okay. he was also on the West Coast scene and somehow okay. had ended up over there in Baltimore. And so, Allison agreed. They were like, we'll give it two years. So, they had been there for two years. And he had worked with his friend, Porter. Um, he has, like, a company it's called stansbury and associates investment research and 
Ray was like a freelance finance writer. Like they do this big investment newsletter every month and send it out and tell people in the industry, like where's a good spot to put your money and what's going up, what's going down, kind of like an investment trend. Okay. So he wrote for that. And then he also was like a videographer for a subsidiary of Porter's company called the Oxford Club. And so his dream was to become a filmmaker. So he was oh. like an English major and he studied film. He really liked movies and he wanted to be a screenwriter oh, okay. and make movies. So after their two years were up, they agreed that they would go back to the West Coast and let him pursue that. So it actually their two years was up. The house was just put on the market. So they're getting ready to go and head um, out West. Sounds like his wife was very supportive of what he did. Mm-hmm. She was in sales. I do not know what she sold. <laughs> she put I her knew, I knew that on me. I, she didn't want me to ask a question. <laughs> I knew that was coming. She was in sales. I don't know what she sold or what she did or what company she worked for. Um, but the point was they actually had this nice house in the Baltimore area. He had the freelance job that was bringing in good money. They didn't really want for anything. They were in a good place. Gotcha. So the house was on the market and they were getting ready to head out west. But she had a business trip going on. So we're looking at May 16th, 2006. That was the day that everything changed. So at the time, Ray's 32. And you know, he had everything going on for him. Everything was great. He didn't have any mental issues that his family, you know, no depression, no anxiety, no worries about anything. Happy. Yep, happy. Everything was fine. So Allison has to leave to go to Richmond, Virginia for a business trip. And so she's going to be gone for a few days. And so the morning starts off usual. You know, he takes her bags to the car. You know, hey, talk to you later. Love you. See you soon. And off she goes. So she does meetings during the day. And she gets to her hotel, her hotel in the evening around like 6.30 dinners, dinner time. Okay. So she decides to give him a call. Well, he doesn't answer. Huh. So at first she's like, hey, you know, maybe he ran out. Maybe not a lot of people have their phone attached to their hip. By, at that well, time, probably. Most people do now, but then. some people don't. Like my phone come in the other room and I, my ringer will be down and people have messaged me and I had no idea what was yeah. going on. Um, and some people can't live without it and it's attached to their, their hand. That's not me either. I don't yeah. <laughs> well, I'd not even have one. Well, I know people like that. I'm not saying any names, but when the phone goes dead, they have to get up and sit beside the charger and still Ooh. use the phone. Yeah, no thank you. <laughs> Until it's charged. So she's like, no, you know, no big deal. Um, she figures she'll just call him he'll call her back when he sees that she's called. And, you know, around nine, ten o'clock, she still hasn't heard from him, which was that was kind unusual. of a little unusual because they would talk several times a day. They'd only been married for six months. Oh, okay. So they were still talking all the time. Love you. It wasn't like, hey, I'm going to enjoy your vacation for a few days. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm fine if I don't talk to you for a while. <laughs> Which happens around the you know, 15-year mark. But anyway. <laughs> um, you know, and they didn't, they weren't mad when they let, everything was good. So it was really off for him not to at least return her call or have heard anything by 9, 10 o'clock. Right. So she calls her co-worker of hers okay. named Claudia, okay. who happens to be staying at her house. Yeah. I, I know. Eyebrows for a red flag. There's nothing going on there. <laughs> she kind of fizzles out of the story when um Allison makes her way back home. I don't know why she was at the house, Okay, but it says she was a house guest. She was staying in the spare bedroom. Okay. She's a co-worker of Allison's. Um, she calls her, you know, is like, hey, you know, haven't heard from Ray. Just checking to see if he's home. And she's like, well, come to think of it, I haven't seen him in a few hours since huh. he left. Okay. Since he got a phone call. And she's like, what phone call? 
And so she's like, well, I heard his phone ring. I heard him answer it. And then he immediately says, oh, crap. Only not crap. (laughs) And leaves. Oh, wow. And then he comes back like you forgot something and then leaves again. Okay. And so she hasn't seen him. She hasn't heard from him. Okay. So... That's a little weird. Yes, that, that's kind of weird. Um, she said the call came around. Some places say five, some places say six. It, around that time. Okay. So she called right around six thirty. So it happened before then. Okay. So he gets the phone call and he splits. So that's suspicious. Yes, I would say so. And out of character for Ray. And so, like I said, they're used to talking several times a day, especially when one of them is out of town. Okay. That's. They, you know, they they're newly married. Yeah, they're happy and everything. So she decides to lay down and try to get some sleep and just figure it out in the morning because she is in Richmond. There's really nothing she can do from that far away. Right. And so she decides to go to bed, which I would not be able to sleep at yeah, all. I imagine agony. she was the worst night of sleep ever. Yeah. But she wakes up and she finds out she talks to Claudia, and once she realizes that none of her calls got returned. That was unusual. So, and then he still hasn't called. So That's she calls scary. Claudia and Claudia checks on there. He hadn't even been home all night long. Oh my. So now he had just left around five or six o'clock the evening before and he still isn't home. Okay. And so she knew then something was definitely not right. So she cancels all of the rest of her meetings and hightails at home, which is what she should do. Yep. And so, as she's driving home, she's being productive. She's calling his mom in Puerto Rico. She's calling his brother in Florida. She's calling every family member she can think of. Her family members, like, who has talked to Ray? And everybody she gets in touch with has not talked to him in at least two days. Oh, wow. Okay. So, how about his work? We... Well, Port, that, her and his friend. So, so Porter, she did call him, too. So she called okay. Porter. But he worked from home. Like, there was an office in, in um, Mount Vernon area of Baltimore, but he worked from home. Okay. He was a freelance, like, contractor, so he didn't really... Have to go in. Right. Okay. So, um, he had an office area in the house. Okay. So, and here's the weird thing. Well, there's many weird things. But she gets home to the house, and the first thing she notices is... Yeah, my lab in the back. Hey, Layla. Um <laughs> Say hi. <laughs> she there's an open soda can and a bag of chips open, and then his Invisalign like retainers out. Huh. So it's like he was sitting down, popped his his liners out to have a snack, and like he was gonna come right back, and it's just sitting there. Huh. And then upstairs in the office, <laughs> yeah, I'm pointing. You can't see me right now. Um, the lights are on, and his computer's still plugged up. So, it's like he was going to come back to his computer, but he wasn't. He's gotcha. not there. Okay. All right. Okay, so. We took care of the dog. Yeah, we're back. The dog <laughs> The dog is outside in timeout now. Um, Layla says hi. Sorry about that. <laughs> She's never been on our podcast before, so that's a first. Yeah. Um. So, we, we found out that everything was kind of odd when she got home. Oh, yeah. So, the lights are on in the office. The computer's on. There's a can of soda out, if you remember, with his Invisaligns and the chips. So, it looks like he just stepped out for a second and intended to come right back, but just didn't. And so, all those calls that she made on the way, all of the family members, they drop everything. They fly in. So, they, like, wow. all come together at her dining room table, and that's, like, 
Because this, this is something unusual he's never done. Yes. And so they're all coming to see. So, okay. And like the police haven't even been called at this point. It's like just she has made all those phone calls. They have all decided to come together. They are in her dining room table. They are making flyers. They are calling hospitals for John Doe's. It looks like wow. him. They're trying to do everything they can. Because it still, I guess, doesn't feel as real or hasn't sunk in yet that yeah. something must have happened she's just like it's a misunderstanding and he went somewhere and just didn't didn't call right right and she was i mean you always are in denial a little bit of yeah. what's what's going on when it's something like that so they well, spend we just had recently do you remember the man this is totally off topic but um the man that got in a wreck and was gone for two weeks from home and had amnesia oh that just happened was that here. here yeah in raleigh I didn't hear about that. Yep, it was in Raleigh, so. Wow. Um, But, yeah, he got in a wreck and just. Well, you don't know you're missing weeks. if you don't know who you are. Yeah, I mean, so anything can happen. And he, I don't know what happened, how he, because he was healthy. It looked like he was worn out and they had him checked. And I haven't heard a follow-up to it, but he had been in a wreck. They found his car and everything, but they couldn't find him. It was like two weeks later. Oh, wow. I have to Google that because like, it just happened. What did you do happened. for two weeks? Exactly. I don't know if they know. So, um, I'm not sure what happened. Oh, that might be amazing. But anyway, that's something to <laughs> that's something to Google later. So Wow. Um, yeah, so y'all can even Google that. That's it would happen to I can't Raleigh. even imagine being a, like aware and like for two weeks just not knowing who you were. I know. It was really weird because that's it just bizarre. made you because you didn't know if he walked away from his life or so anyway, <clears throat> this is kind of you know, you don't know. It could be something like that. So he could have left when he got that phone call and had a wreck or Yeah. So anyway. Um, so they actually, the family together, they spend Tuesday, um, and the next day they're canvassing around the area trying to find them. And then on Wednesday, things are starting to finally click that, you know, we, we need some help. Something's not right. So the police are called and the official missing persons report is created. And so, well, that was probably the fact that they did all that to begin with. Cause you know how the police, they don't do anything for what, 48 hours. So. And, and we still hear the still, I still, still see articles where people say, Oh, I didn't, I thought I had to wait two days. Yes. Or, and then when they file it, they're still like, well, maybe he'll show up in two days. Yes. So it's, it's, and often they're behind the curve on, on the missing persons, but with them calling hospitals and checking everywhere and getting the, they had done a the lot picture of the out, they had done a bunch of stuff to get things started. And so, of course, the questions that police always ask are, what's their mental state? Were they depressed? Could this have been, like, intentional? You know, he's an adult. Right. And, of course, all the family members say, no, no, no. This is not like him. He was happy. And it's kind of hard to say because sometimes suicides happen and they take us all for a loop and you don't really know why. Right. And, but there's some red flags, usually, that yes. have led you up to You can always look back. And so there really wasn't anything that clicked for them that could have indicated that he went on his own free will somewhere and just disappeared without letting anybody know what had gone on. And his wife, Allison, tells police, she's like, well, come to think of it. This may not have anything to do with it, but this is really weird. So the 1 a.m. on the day before he disappeared, their home alarm, alarm goes off. Oh, okay. And Ray is normally not the type of person who gets rattled by stuff because he's, like I said, six foot five, 250 pounds. Wow. He's a big guy. But he was terrified. Huh. Like, he was scared to death. And so the cops came out and responded. They looked around. They said, oh, it must have been a squirrel. Right. Those was their words that set the alarm off. Everything's fine. Go back to bed. The next night, 1 a.m., same time, alarm goes off. That's kind of weird. 
Could not find if the cops came out that night or not, but Allison had looked around and it looked like one of their windows downstairs had been pushed in like someone was trying to get in the house. Huh. And then all of a sudden that was gone. Yes. That is strange. So something had to another be mysterious little thing to, to go in there. Yeah, and they dusted for fingerprints. And for and him they... to be so scared and rattled, mm-hmm. that's kind of weird. And she said she had never seen him like that. Granted, they'd only been married six months, but she'd probably known him for a while. But he was not one to just be scared of something. Yeah, especially if squirrels can set off alarm bells or right. Who knows? So that was kind of kind of fishy. Yes. So then, I'm going Kung Fu Panda through my house with a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to mess with me. I'm going to go crazy. I'll just let my lab loose on somebody. There you she go. sounded like she was going to tell you. <laughs> yes. She sounds she terrifying. Kind of, she is. She does sound terrifying. Oh, um, yeah, she thinks she's something. But she'll wear a piece of steak or, you know, a treat. She'll be fine. She'll be your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> so he went missing on May... 16th. May 16th. Right? Okay. Isn't that what I said? I think yes. <laughs> Let me make sure. I have to go back. Yes, May 16th. Um, so now we're on May 23rd. And so her parents are actually driving around town, Mount Vernon, kind of in the area where the office is for Porter's um, investment place. And they're just checking parking lots. Like he had to go somewhere. And they've checked his bank. There's been no activity on his ATM card. There's been no cell pings, no service. He hasn't made any calls, and there's no, nothing on his credit card. So there's wow. been, like, no okay. activity to let them know that he's somewhere spending money or doing something. Okay. And so they're just driving, and her dad is in the driver's seat, I believe, and her mom looks over to talk to him, and she's like, stop, there's the car. There it is right there. And oh, he's wow. like, no, no, it's not. And she's like, no, that's the car. They found the car in parking space number seven of this parking lot, that was next or near the office building and but no nothing else okay there's like no cell phone in the car there's no evidence anywhere wow in the vehicle but it was parked like someone just swung in really quick like it wasn't centered in the space it was just there okay so like you got there really quick and hopped out gotcha and then where do you go from there right so then there's no sign of them so now they have Okay, so now that we have dogs, kids, everybody taken care of. Yes, good job. <laughs> Life happens. This is real. That's right. Um, we found the car, or they found the car. Okay. So then now they have a pinpoint spot to canvas out and try to find Ray. Okay. So while they're walking around, handing out flyers, coffee shops, restaurants, things around them, this is a pretty busy place. Um, these three guys just were walking around, and they were like, hey, the car was found here in this parking structure. Let's go to the top, to the roof, and get kind of a good vantage point and, like, see if we just see anything look around. Okay. And so, what they find is a hole in, like, a second part of a roof of this Belvedere Hotel. Huh. And in this hotel is where they happen to find Ray. Wow, okay. And what they find with him, not with him, and how he got where he was is one of those, I have no idea. Oh, wow. The math doesn't make sense. The evidence doesn't make sense. But overall, it was the theory that it was a suicide. Okay. But when you see 
the roof and where things are and his injuries versus what didn't get hurt and what was left behind. It's next week's topic is going to be, was it a suicide or a homicide? Oh, wow. It sounds interesting and puzzling. So next week in part two, because I want to have time to go through all the theories that were happening because I mean, there's everything from the Masons might be involved to... Oh, wow. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So, the mob might be involved. You know, it's all this craziness. And so, it is on Unsolved Mysteries for a reason, because no one still really knows what happened. It's... So, where the hole was... I know you don't want to get into theories <laughs> this week, but where the hole was in that... Where they saw the hole, was their body not underneath? Yes, but it's... It had to be hidden because he wasn't found. No, he was found. Not until they found that, right? Right. Okay. Right. right. But so the car in the parking lot had parking tickets on it. Okay. So it was there like day one where he left the house. He left the house and went straight to that parking structure. And then the car didn't move. Okay. And by the time they found his body, it was decomposed enough to say that whatever happened to him happened to him right after that phone call. Wow. And where the phone call came from. Okay. It's a whole, it's, it's so much stuff that I think needs to be told in the right way and thorough and not thrown okay. in there at the end. Because I don't know. I think it was a homicide. Some people might think it's a suicide. It's, there's evidence both ways. Okay. Well, I look and forward to this then. several different theories. And then there's clues that support those theories that don't go with the other. It's like none of them make sense. Okay. Well, I look forward to hearing about this next week because I don't know, just like you guys yeah. out there, I don't know either. So, I'm, I mean, I, I'm saddened by yeah. this whole situation, but I'm interested and intrigued now. So, yeah. Um, so, we'll. So, I mean, there was a note. Next week. There was a note. Oh. But it wasn't a suicide note. Okay. Interesting. So okay. it's it's all this craziness. It sounds crazy. So next week we'll go over that. We'll have part two, suicide or homicide with Ray Rivera and what happened to him. We want to thank you for staying with us and yes. listening, even though we've been a little bit sporadic this this go round. Um, we're happy that we're here. We're happy that you're listening. We're two real moms having real lives, yeah. and <laughs> we're we're making it, and we're having fun doing this. So we appreciate you joining us. Exactly. And so, just in the meantime, you can find us on Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on Google. We have a Facebook group, Old Time Crime Gals. You can email us anytime. And just remember, if you do the crime, it's going to catch up with you in time. And we'll talk about it.